Welcome back to A Farther Room. What you're going to hear today is the second part of a two-part episode I recorded on the Electoral College and the upcoming election. In this second part, we talk about a few additional notes regarding the system and just some interesting things, sort of some hypotheticals like what if there's a tie, which is possible, what happens at that point. And then we move on to looking at what the current electoral map looks like for the current candidates. We actually make predictions about who's going to win. And then at the end, we both wrap up with a couple of entreaties, basically. I, I, there's something that's important for me, for everybody to hear towards the end of this episode regarding the results of the upcoming election. It is actually possible for there to be a tie in the Electoral College vote to have 269 votes to 269 votes. Now, what happens after that is really fun. It's tossed <laughs> to Congress. So the House of Representatives chooses who the president will be, and the Senate chooses who the vice president will be. So it'll be a Biden-Pence. And that, <laughs> well, <laughs> so it, it's not just... A, um, it's not just a, a popular vote in the House of Representatives. Each state gets one gets one vote. So each state's delegation gets one vote. So if I'm in Mississippi, the congressional delegation is majority Republican, so they're going to be voting. So I don't know that off the top of my head. It'd be really interesting to know uh, who owns the majority of the of the of the House of Representative delegations. And uh, in, in each, could it be that California just has such a huge majority of Democrat representatives that it's deceiving and that it'd be a closer vote? I don't know. Um, I'd have to look into that. But I think I read that Donald Trump won 31 states mm-hmm. in 2016. So... Thinking about it that way, you know, Republicans in the last, I'd say, 20 years at least, in my lifetime, it seems like Republicans win more states, but the the states that Democrats win have a lot more electoral votes because they have higher populations. Trump flipped the script on that. Um, it used to be, you know, I, I said there with parties, their bases of states that they can count on. It used to be that Democrats could count on Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. That really made it difficult for a Republican to win the White House because you had to have Florida and North Carolina and Ohio and you had to... States like Iowa and Nevada and New Hampshire, they were just critically important. You, 
there really weren't a whole lot of moves on the chessboard for them. But Trump came in and flipped the script, and now all of a sudden, Michigan isn't considered safe for Democrats anymore because Trump just won Michigan. In Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, they're not considered safe. So one of the one of the arguments against the Electoral College, excuse me, for the Electoral College, is, well, if we just do popular vote, there's only going to be a few states that matter. Well, I mean, technically, you could say the same about what's going on right now. They're Really, when it comes down to it, there are a few swing states that really yeah. decide the whole thing. Florida. It's going to be five states in this election that are going to decide this race. Can I try and name them? Sure. Florida, mm-hmm. Ohio. Well, I would say Ohio used to be in play, but didn't Trump just crush Ohio? Trump just ran away with Ohio So in this, 2016. So Florida, Pennsylvania... Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the polling, see, this is another thing, you know, the there's a whole another episode we could do on polling. But um, I know that internal numbers look very good for Trump in North Carolina. They look solid for him in Arizona. They look solid for him in Iowa. Again, Iowa was another state we talked about. He's not particularly concerned about those states right now. Even the... Um, that mainstream media polls in Ohio are, are doing well for Trump there. So um, those five states are going to decide what's going to happen. Biden and Trump need Florida. They yeah. need Florida <clears throat> equally badly. Because when you, if you go to the electoral map, 270 to win, 270towin.com is a really fun website to yeah. play around with. You can set it to a blank map. If you fill out the states, how they voted last time, and you exclude those five states, you're looking at electoral vote numbers that are pretty even. Um, so we've got even-looking bases that are there. Um, with Florida, their lives become moderately easier. They've still got to pick up a couple of Midwestern Great Lakes states. Now, there are different combinations they can play with, but without Florida... They have to it's win a, them all. Yeah. You've got to win them all. Or <clears throat> I think in, in one case, you know, Biden could do without uh, Minnesota or Wisconsin. But it just becomes incredibly difficult. So don't don't be fooled when, when you're seeing on the news someone's running away with this or someone isn't. Both of these guys have very strong bases. It's going to come down to those five states. If you're going to pay attention to states on election night, it needs to be those five states. So we're going to start wrapping this up. I wasn't going to do this, but since we've been talking about this, do you want to make a prediction? On who's going to win? Yeah. Sure. Um, are we going state by state, or are we just saying no, who's going to win at all? No, just the whole thing. Okay. You want to go first, or you want me to? I really don't know. Okay. If, if I had to guess... <clears throat> And this is just a guess. I would say Trump will win. However, I say that with very, with very little confidence. The reasons are, historically, it's difficult to unseat an incumbent. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fair to say? Mm-hmm. that it, It's happened, but it hasn't happened a lot. Usually, if somebody is in office already... 
it's hard to get them out unless things are going very badly. Now, you could say, with a lot of merit, things are going very badly right now, and they are. So, and a lot of that was out of Trump's control, in my opinion. Some people would say it's within his control, but I I really don't know. Uh, Another thing that I think supports Biden winning is there aren't very many people that look at Biden and are threatened by Biden. They don't look at him and think, okay, I just can't stand this guy. But there are a lot of people that feel that way about Donald Trump. So he's more off-putting as a candidate versus Biden, in my opinion. So if I had to guess, I would say Trump will narrowly win. And But I could, I could definitely be wrong because I think it's a toss-up. Yeah, I think if, if there's going to be something to take Trump down, it's going to be this the handling of the pandemic. Um, it's he, He's really not hitting on the right notes that he needs to be um, as far as responding to that. I think that, um, I think if anything gets him, it's going to be that. Healthcare and the pandemic. What I'm doing, I'm, I'm kind of multitasking here. I'm going back to, um, the election of 2008. So the election of 2008, mm-hmm. John McCain just got smoked by Barack Obama. Now, Barack Obama did some pretty impressive stuff in 2008. He flipped states like Indiana mm-hmm. and North Carolina. And Vir- Vir- before then, Virginia was traditionally Republican, right? Traditionally, yeah. I believe um, in 2004, Virginia voted for Kerry, and it's it's been blue ever since. But... That was 358 to 180. So so McCain had 180. Okay, so Mitt Romney came along in, in 2012, and he flipped North Carolina back, and he flipped Indiana back. That got the Republicans back over 200. That's 206. That's not what they need. So look at that as a pretty reliable base. I think that's extremely fair to say. Um, I'm confident that um, that Donald Trump is going to carry Indiana. I'm confident he's going to carry uh, North Carolina as well. Ohio, yeah, gangbuster for Trump in 2016. It's looking very well. Iowa's looking very well for him as well. Um, if I had to guess right now, if I had to make a prediction, I'd say that Trump is doing very well in Florida and is going to win Florida. And um, Robert Cahaley... And just put out a new poll. Robert Cahaley heads the Trafalgar Group. The Trafalgar Group was actually the most accurate pollster of 2016. Um, it's he he does this very interesting strategy when he's calling people and polling people. He's a big believer that there's such a thing out there as the hidden shy Trump voter. That there are people who will actually lie to pollsters that call and say, who are you supporting in the election? They'll say, well, I'm supporting Hillary Clinton or I'm supporting, because they feel that it's more socially desirable for them to say that they're supporting Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden over Donald Trump because of the constant things that are said about Donald Trump. He's a racist, he's a sexist, he's a bigot. They don't feel comfortable saying something like that over the phone. This is what Robert Cahaley believes. So what he does is he changes things up a little bit and he asks an additional question. 
He'll ask them who they're voting for, but then he'll ask, who do you think your neighbors are going to vote for? <laughs> who, who do you think your friends are going to vote That's for? That's really smart, actually. And what he does, he, he's, he's very guarded of his method that he uses, but he, he'll calculate what he believes the social desirability bias to be, and that led him to predicting that Trump was going to win Michigan. And nobody else predicted that except him, and, and of course we know that that came to pass. Anyway, he did a podcast here not too long ago. He is convinced that Trump is going to be reelected. Uh, he says internal numbers are very strong for Trump in Florida right now. He just put out a poll yesterday that said Trump is still leading in Michigan. Um, so you, that's it. If that's the case, if Trump wins Florida and Michigan, and if Trump wins Michigan, it's, he, oh, it's he, over. He wouldn't need Pennsylvania. He wouldn't need Pennsylvania. Wisconsin. He wouldn't need Wisconsin. He wouldn't need Minnesota. Everything else would be gravy at that point. So I'm, I'm kind of like you. If, if, if I had to make a prediction, I would say Donald Trump wins with a margin of anywhere between 30 to 50 electoral votes. So I have enjoyed this doing this episode. Um, this is something that I can talk for hours and hours about. I enjoy talking about it in a fairly objective way, you know, everybody has their own views and everybody has their own opinions about things. But when it comes down to it, I think it's important to try and stay measured when you're talking about this stuff and not get too bogged down in your emotions. I want to say one last thing, and this is important to me to say, because this is probably going to be the last episode before the election that I talk about this stuff. Every election is the most important election of our lives. I've heard that like every election in my lifetime. And of course, both candidates are out there saying right now, this is the most important election of our lives. Now, if you believe that, that's fine. I'm not criticizing you for that. But all I'm pointing out is every four years we hear that. Um, if you are a Trump supporter and Joe Biden wins, it's going to be okay. If you are a Biden supporter and Trump wins, it's going to be okay. I remember a lot of people saying, if Donald Trump wins, I'm leaving the United States. If Donald Trump wins, he's going to declare martial law and they're going to be federal agents gunning down minorities in the streets. Um, he's going to get us into a lot of senseless wars because he's such a hothead. He can't take hearing crap from people, so he's going to nuke everybody and we're going to be in a third world war. None of that happened. None of it happened. And it's not going to happen if he wins again. So, and there are people who are Trump supporters who say, Joe Biden is going to take my guns. Um, Joe Biden is going to get rid of the Second Amendment. Uh, people aren't going to be allowed to own firearms. Um, he is going to put us into European-style socialized medicine. He's going to make abortion an intramural sport. All kinds of stuff. 
And I would venture to say none of that's going to happen either. And the reason is, you know, our system of government was set up the way it is on purpose so that one person doesn't have that much authority. Um, There are a lot of things that Trump would have liked to do at this point, and he can't because he can't get the support for it. And that's going to happen with Biden, too, if he wins. So all I'm trying to say is let's try and keep a cool head during all this. I hope whoever wins, it's a landslide in either direction. Because if it's not, and if it's a very close electoral college tally, we're going to have chaos. And the reason is because of all of these mail-in ballots that have been sent out, these millions and millions of ballots. Um, There are going to be calls to wait. we got to recount. No, we just found some ballots over here. There's X thousand ballots that were turned in, but they weren't counted. Um, It's going to be just the worst limbo you can think of. So if Biden wins, I hope he gets 400 electoral votes. And the same with Trump, because if it's if it's nowhere close, the mail-in ballots aren't going to matter. But if it's close, they're going to matter. So keep a cool head. It's okay to go have lunch with somebody who supports the other candidate. It's okay to be friends. Try not to let your emotions get the better of you during all of this. I really, really, really appreciate those people who have listened to this. Will, I appreciate you joining us. And Do you want to say anything else before we wrap up? Something very basic. Um, I'm working for an organization right now that's a nonprofit in the state. One of the biggest objectives that we've had getting toward Election Day are voter registration drives. Um, we're, we're past that point now as far as registration goes, but go vote. If you're registered, go vote. I know it's very, very easy um, to make an excuse to not, but whoever you're going to vote for, go vote. Involve yourself in the process. Take your friends with you. Take your family members with you. Um, one of the saddest things about the election process period is just the consistently low numbers of registered voters that turn out to actually vote for these things, uh, as compared with other countries. Other countries are much more involved in their, in their electoral process than we are. Now, whatever the reason behind that, it is what it is, but go vote and, um, Everybody have a really good upcoming week. I've got some more episodes headed your way. Thanks again for listening.